Hey, welcome to another episode of Restoring Your Voice with your host, Pastor David of Restored to Life Church, where I help you use your God-given voice to speak up and speak out for the things that matter to God. So, welcome to today's podcast. Um, as of today, it is the 21st of June, 2021, recording a little bit later um, than I normally do. And uh, but I, I like to wait um, to get guidance from higher. Uh, in other words, God Almighty to tell me what to speak on. I don't want it to speak out of turn, and I don't want to speak presumptuously. Um, so that being said, I think that's a that's a good segue into today's episode, which is hearing from the Father before we speak in do anything and I don't think any of us myself included do this perfectly now I wish we did right we'll probably save us a whole bunch of heartache but I don't think any of us do and I don't I, um, I think there's there's numerous reasons for that but we know in scripture right where Jesus um, makes it clear I mean he he, he just performed something in in the book of John right he performed a miracle and the religious crowd got all upset at him for it, right? Now, Jesus um, could have had no defense against it. And he could have been like, you know what? Now, now, just stick with me here. Just, just think about it, right? Now, Jesus could have gotten in trouble for it, right? He could have had no defense. He could be like, you know what? You're right. I, I, I kind of acted out of turn. Um, and, and that could have happened. But it didn't happen. And I'll tell you why I believe from Scripture why, why it says, right? So um, let's go to John chapter 5, and I'm going to read from the uh, the Tree of Life version, the TLV, just my preferred version. But it says in verse 16, Because Yeshua was doing these things on Shabbat, the Judean leaders started persecuting him, right? And, and there's a reason. Right? In their eyes, he was doing wrong, right? In their eyes... Um, they, they had come up by this point in time with a whole system um, of traditions of what is called oral law to say what constituted things not to do on Shabbat, what constituted work. And they came up with all these crazy, crazy ideas, right? Um, like today with the current, you know, religious Jewish people who believe in oral law but that's not the subject of today so so there's a reason why i mean in their eyes you know rightly so in their eyes it was right um but the thing is is it wasn't from a direction of god that they did this they thought they were and they're doing their best i mean these were the the gatekeepers of of the law but uh, here once again you know everything we need to know is in the bible it says in verse 17, But Yeshua said to them, My Father is still working, and also I am working. So for this reason, the Judean leaders kept trying to, even harder to kill him. But that's not, and then we skip down uh, to verse 19. Therefore, Yeshua answered them. Because they kept, you know, heckling him and, and, and going after him even harder. And who knows what it might have sounded like. We can, you know, use our imaginations and fill in the gaps. It says, Amen, amen, I tell you, the Son cannot do anything by himself. He can only he can do only what he sees the father doing, 
Whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him everything he does. He will show him even greater works than these so that you will be amazed. So, and we know, so bottom line is Jesus only did this because he knew this is what the Father does, right? The Father is not just sitting up there on the throne, uh, motionless or, you know, whatever, you know, we vision in our heads, we envision of what the Father does all day, you know. You know, we, I know, honestly, you know, we see the pictures and, you know, the you know, Father's always on the throne and such. And we, we so we, we've gotten this image that that's what the Father does all day, right? Which clearly he doesn't because we see where Jesus saw him. So all that to, to um, long-winded explanation to get it and say that Jesus had the perfect defense, right? There was no, I mean, he just said, I'm doing what Father God is doing. And that is, I believe, where we need to start is fixing our eyes on the Father, right? Now, many of us fail to do this, right? I believe we all fail at this, right? I don't I don't care who you are. I don't care how long you've been working with the Lord, walking with the Lord. I don't care, you know, if you're one of the major prophetic voices. I don't care if you're Bishop Bill Hammond, um, down to somebody like myself who's relatively unknown and not nearly as experienced and you know anywhere in between we don't do this perfectly i believe that there's many reasons why um some of them come down to you know we've reached a point in life where we've been walking with the lord and we just kind of think we know what we need to do we kind of think what we need to say you know because we've been and that we just automatically assume that the father approves of it and all of us get this way, right? And so I don't want there to be shame or guilt or condemnation because like, well, you know, I'm not prophet so-and-so or I'm not pastor so-and-so. Um, I, I, I wish I wish I was more like them. Um, and we really should at the end of the day said I wish I would was more like Jesus because at the end of the day, he's the one we, we look to as our perfect example, the one who never sinned, the one who did everything right to include listening from the Father and keeping you know, listening to him, so he listened, and he only spoke what the Father told him to, right, he didn't step out of line, so everything he spoke was perfect, right, and I wish we could do that, you know, unfortunately, we live in a sinful world, unfortunately, no matter who we are, we we live in that state of this world, now, thankfully, um, we have Christ as our example, thankfully, we have Yeshua um, as our example, and we can always come to him and, you know, we're, we're constantly being perfected and we're sanctified in our way of thinking and doing. And so I don't want this to come across as this, I'm giving out a formula um, because I believe, you know, that type of thinking where there's a formula to do things is wrong. And we see once again in scriptures, throughout scripture, um, and I urge you to search the scriptures for yourself, is... Jesus never had one way of doing things right. One, one day he, he, you know, made um, spit mud and put it on the guy's eyes, and that's how he was healed of being blind. You know, another time he just laid his hands. Um, and so, if you go through our scripture, you'll see where the way that you know, even the circumstances of of the miracles you know there was a time the lepers came up to him and he healed them that way there was another time where a hole in the roof was made and he healed him from that circumstance so there's no formula and we see where jesus 
demonstrates it. And then, you know, if, if we want to look at somebody else putting this into pretty good practice, um, albeit, you know, never perfectly, it's something like Paul. And we have examples of, of uh, this person was following um, them around as they were traveling and, and blah, 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 and yada, yada. They basically, you know, shouting and trying to heckle them and other things and it went on for a number of days um i don't remember exactly what it says in the book of acts but it went on for a number of days and and finally is when the spirit of the lord um you know i believe the direction of the father of course um directed paul what to do but he didn't move he didn't he didn't curse the person with blindness until he was told to all right and I believe that, that that is a good example. I mean, we see other examples that are bad. And I believe, you know, there's many times that the Bible honestly shows us what not to do more than what to do. But, you know, let's just pause and say, let me just pause and say that the book of Acts is not a an instruction book. Okay, it is it is a it is more like a comic book, right? The it shows us the story. It shows us what went on. All right, it, it is more of an example than a, than instruction. But Jesus did honestly instruct us, and I, we would honestly most times save ourselves a whole lot of heartache and trouble if we just stopped and asked the Father what to do. If we practiced also hearing from Him, keeping our eyes on Him, and you know, it's not easy to do. Let's just be honest, right? Especially when we start getting into positions where people follow us. And I believe one of the dangers is when we start believing our own press. Uh, what does that mean? Is is we go off of all the great things that people say about us. All the compliments that they give us. And we, we start running with that. And, and we start believing that we don't need to be completely 100% dependent on the Father. Because we just automatically think what we are doing is right. Because it's what people say. And that is a part of the danger. And, and when I say us, I really do mean us. Because um, I don't do any of this perfectly. So I'm just he- here trying to teach you this. And of course, the number one place that this starts is prayer and reading the scriptures. We can get an idea of reading the scripture. Okay, this is God, right? This is God. Even when we read the Old Testament and you know, admittedly so, um, God is not, the Father is not really revealed often um, in Scripture, certainly not the way um, the revelation is in the New Testament or in the, through the New and Better Covenant, which is, you know, helps us to not walk in relationship and we're adopted into the kingdom of heaven. And therefore, we can now call him Father and we can depend upon him. So first, getting an idea of the character of God from the scriptures right we can go throughout all the scriptures i mean right now that's what i'm trying to you know do um it'll be a lifelong process and i'll never get the full idea but i'm going through all the prophets right now for instance um getting an idea um as a prophet myself um getting an idea of of how they did business and you know we read where they constantly spoke from what god told them and we need to you know get better and the other place is prayer right drawing closer to god the number one place to draw closer to god is a one-on-one time set aside with god however that looks there is no formula for prayer by the way 
Okay, there is an outline, right, which many call the all, you know, our Father, which is just an outline that tells us how to pray, and you know, it's a great outline, and what it basically comes down to. So, st- study that, study where, where where Jesus says, when you pray, pray like this or in this manner. Uh, he didn't say pray this exact prayer, and go just go go through that. If if you like, I don't understand. I'm, I'm just don't think I'm having um, prayer time that, that's bearing fruit or something. Just just read the Our, Our Father and and just take it, you know, when it says, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven, right? That's, that's praise and worship. God, you're the Father. Our our God, you're awesome. God, you, you know, I, I, I fully um, come to you, submit myself to you, right? Because... The, the better translation would be may your name be sanctified right may your name be made holy so may i do that um and then just go through the our father maybe um, i'll do an episode um either on this one or the bearded truth about prayer based off of the our father but that's of course the number one place to start if, if honestly if we don't have a, um a set aside prayer time Whenever that looks, whenever in the day that is, by the way, I mean, preferably I like it to start off my day with that. Um, and I, I don't think I do very well unless I have that prayer time first. Um, and, you know, my life first is Matthew 6, 33, right? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So that's for me. But the point is have a set aside prayer time, whether it's the morning, whether it's the drive to work, whether it's your lunch break, whether it's when you get home. Have that set aside prayer time and and practice in prayer hearing from God. So, in other words, it's not all about me, 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 my request, my request. There's nothing wrong with making prayer requests, obviously. But we also need to realize that we need to practice being sensitive. Uh, you know, prayer is not just spoken. Um, and I believe that uh, Jesus demonstrated both. where Because we, we like to read things into the bible and we like to put things that aren't there and then we teach things and we hear people teach on this we hear people preach on this um so we we somehow infer that from prayer time that is where jesus got his instructions from and 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 so he went to the prayer time and and that's it that's where he heard that's where he watched the father but that's just not true so let's take a break for an ad and I'll be right back all right welcome back so I ended off with talking about God Jesus um, communing with the father where people often think and is taught and is preached wrongly so that um, you know the only place that Jesus got his instructions from the father was in prayer and I believe that was a place where he did, but it's not the only place because scripture doesn't tell me that that was the only place. I mean, Jesus did value prayer time, so we should also value that set aside prayer time, whenever that is. But the thing is, Jesus did not just in prayer time get instructions from the Father, right? I used Paul as an example, right? He's walking along the road, certainly while he was walking you know he wasn't just um in that um talking to god 
prayer time. No. He received instructions while he was walking along the road. I mean, the very first time Paul ever did receive instructions was on a road to Damascus, right? Um, so we need to practice hearing from God all the time. We need to practice those holy pauses in our life. And I keep saying we because it's me as well. Um, we need to practice those holy pauses before we speak and say things. Um, I mean, how? I mean, come on. Let's just use real-world examples, right? How often have we made a purchase later on that we that we end up regretting, right? Maybe it's a car. Uh, we, we, you know, it seemed like a good deal at the time, and then later on, for some reason or another, we're like, wow. And I'll give you a real-world example. This is many, many, oh, many years ago. This is back in. Um, Let's see, I'm trying to think here, 2001, 2002. Anyway, I had a good car. I had a Honda Civic, um, really good car, but I wanted a pickup truck, right? I just really wanted a pickup truck, and I was going to get that pickup truck come hell or high water. I didn't seek the Lord on it. And, and and you know, everything that happened made the purchase. It looked really good, right? I got I the car. I had the Honda Civic. I was upside down, so I owed more than the car was worth. And then the person I was working with at the dealership at the time, um, you know, had a great deal going on, rebates and all that. They got me out from being upside down, right? So now I got this brand new Chevy S10 at the time, and it's a great, it's a great truck. I loved it. However, however, I should, and I wasn't saved at the time, but um, I should have sought the Father, and it led me to heartache because I got orders to go to Germany, right? And when you get orders to go overseas, if you're allowed to take your vehicle there, you have to get permission from whoever has the car, who, whoever it's financed through. And they have to give you permission to take it overseas. And guess what happened? I did not get permission to take it overseas. And I wasn't going to be stuck paying on a car here in, in the United States when I was over in Germany and I needed a car there as well. And so I had to give it back. It was put in my credit as a repo. And then I had to you know, pay off the difference um from the auction so that's just one example from my life and i can use tons of them um where i should have sought the lord's face and had i sought the lord's face he definitely would have told me no and then you know things would turn out a lot better but i believe this also comes into play um within the church uh within direct ministry um, such as prophetic words or writing books or a lot of the, the, the stuff that is that goes on that is just basically a whole bunch of rubbish and nonsense right but, I, but people get to a point in their lives and like, you know what? I know I just know a lot now and but the Bible tells us otherwise the Bible tells us that we only know in part so if we only know in part according to 1 Corinthians 13 then why don't we seek God more often in every decision Right? Why don't we seek him first before releasing that prophetic word? And I'm just saying things that, that you know, I'm not pointing the finger, right? I'm, I'm, this is, this is just as much me as anybody else, you know. I just sit on the word. Gosh, should I release it? Should I not? Or, hey, I need greater revelation. You know, that's one thing we can do when we have prophetic dreams, right? And I know there's a lot of you out there who are dreamers, where God speaks to you heavily in dreams, right? But instead of just releasing the dream, right? Or, or, or whatever or acting on it um, because none of us know if these dreams are from God first off we got to know if it's from God right and I'm not going to give you an instruction on dream interpretation or anything like that 
But I just tell you, you know, for instance, that dreams come from three sources. Not every dream comes from God, right? There's soulless dreams from our mind, our brain working things out, right? Soulless dreams. Then dreams that come from Satan as well. Yes, demonic dreams, right? Hellish nightmares, for an example. And then there are God-given dreams, but not every dream, and we need to ask God. So, or how about before we preach that message? Right, we think it's a good message to preach, or we might think it's a good sermon series to start on. You know, maybe we think it's good to do, go line by line, you know, starting in John 1. We're going to go through the book of John line by line. You know, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, for instance, right? We go line by line. What? Why? do we automatically assume that's for us if God hasn't told us to do so? Well, it's just a good thing because so-and-so does it well. You know, we are our own. God made us who we are to speak and do what we do, and that's okay. Right? Not everything that's preached is from God. Just because we may preach from the Bible doesn't mean that God directed us to do it in the first place, and there would be a lot less rubbish out there if, if we indeed seek God's face first and I've myself and I'm not bragging by the way but I said it before um, that I don't want to say anything in other words teach or preach or prophesy whatever you have it I'm definitely not prophesy unless God first directs me so I, I, I made this comment uh, once when I and when it was just the Beard of Truth podcast and before I had this one and and, I, and you know the way it used to be was I would wait for the Lord right he would give me direction i would record an episode i would edit the episode i would publish the episode well guess what happened one week god didn't tell me a single thing so i couldn't do an episode so you know if you're wondering why i say that podcast this podcast you know restoring your voice is five days a week and then sometimes it's four days a week well i just didn't receive anything from God to say and I really don't want to speak presumptuously in any way shape or form said I don't want to obviously I don't do it perfectly but so all that to say is there is no formula but what we can do is practice it daily and we're not going to get it perfect we are going to miss it and there's a solution for that it's called repentance right we turn away from that right the way of the world of just you know I know it all and I'm going to say what I say because I think I know best when we need to realize that Father knows best, obviously. I mean, Jesus demonstrated this to perfection. I mean, you know, people may or may not like, and they have differing opinions on what they think Jesus did, or was it okay? And bottom line is, he did it at the direction of the Father. We know that. Um, as I read to you from John chapter 5, for instance, the, the two times he took a whip to the money changers in, in the temple. And, and toss the trash out. What's the direction from the Father? You know, the the words that we may not always like that Jesus leveled against the religious crowd in places like Matthew 23, at the direction of the Father. And I fully believe that, that Jesus was a, you know, perfect example of the holy pause. In other words, somebody needs to be healed, right? I believe that there was a holy pause and he listened to the Father and his directions on whether to heal or not to heal and when to heal. No, because Jesus did not heal everybody. I know I've heard that spoken, but he just simply did not. And the one example I can think of is in the book of Acts, right? When Peter and John are going to the temple and this man who is lame from birth is begging 
um, for money, and they stop and they look at the direction of God, by the way, to heal him. However, Jesus healed him, or, or not healed him, Jesus did not heal him. All right, Jesus walked by that guy every single time that he had to go and enter through the gate beautiful. And he did numerous times. And never once did he heal him, right? He didn't heal everybody um, at the pool. Um, they, one lame man. That's it. Out of everybody who was there seeking healing. So why? I don't know exactly. But I can tell you with 100% assurity that it was at the direction of the Father. So bottom line, people, don't worry about how, what, what everybody else says. I mean, I value wise counsel from other people I do. Um, but at the end of the day, I would rather put into practice what the Father tells me to do for me, how he wants me to speak for me, because at the end of the day, that's what matters. What does Father say, right? Pastor so-and-so, prophet so-and-so, apostle so-and-so, and so on and so forth, teacher, whatever, um, it, it's great and, and many much 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 wise counsel out there but not all of it is from the father not all of it and, and we need to get better at this in the church if we want to be world changers if we want to have a positive godly impact um, then we need to get better at this and there's no get condemnation and it's just not what it's about it's just saying we need to get better right like how like i mean we could be driving all of our lives right we could still be better drivers right we could still have less road rage we could all learn not to speed out there for you speedy mcspeedersons out there um you know maybe if you slow it down i guess so many tickets uh, but you know bottom line is we can all improve right i mean the bible does say that that he who began the good work in us is faithful and just to complete it so before condemnation and guilt and everything, let's rest on that one scripture. All right. That he who began a good work in us is faithful and just to complete it. And um, I believe a huge portion of that is seeking the Father, seeking his heart, you know, doing things at the behest of his direction. And we will become a more effective church in the long run for doing this. So I, I pray that this episode blessed you don't forget to share it um if this is, maybe you ran across this somehow uh whatever podcast you're listening on hey click that button to subscribe or follow or whatever it says on the podcast platform click that thumbs up button right this is all stuff to that for analytics that helps get it recommended out there for people and don't forget let me hear from you i want to hear from you i want to hear what you have to say so you leave me a voice message huh the link is in the description. Go, please. I want to hear from you. Whether you agree with me, whether you disagree with me, but it's just questions you have, just comments you have, you know, and I'm going to feature you in a future podcast episode when you go ahead and do that. And I really, really, really want to just do an episode or multiple episodes of answering your questions. So go ahead, send your questions in to me by voice. And that way, you'll be featured, and I will help you out and restore your voice. This is your host, Pastor David, saying hooah. I just wanted to put that in there. I just You'll understand. Former Army. Saying, God loves you. You have a voice. Practice it. Speak up, and speak out for the things of God. God bless.